Once again, we're live. No bumper music. Just to piss everybody off. I hate you, Adam. I love Adam. I hate Adam. you so much. I love Adam. Due to, due to all the requests for bumper music, we are never going to have any. <laughs> because Adam is a fucking millennial. And even if he was going to do something, if someone then asks him to do it, then he's obligated not to do it because fuck you, you're not the boss of me. Pretty much. But that's a Gen X thing too. You can't say it's a millennial thing. I was going to agree with you, but now I'm not. <laughs> so, fuck you. Adam, what are you drinking over there? Because I noticed a distinct mason jar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking apple pie moonshine. Well, he is oh, from West Virginia. Yeah. So, that's, oh, that's bring, the uh, bring official up West, state drink. Bring up West Virginia real quick. I just finished watching The Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The what? The wonderful, the wonderful whites of West Virginia. Oh, yeah. I'm vaguely wild and wonderful with that. Because West Virginia is wild, wonderful West Virginia. Yes. Wild, wonderful whites. Yeah. You should watch another documentary called Oxiana if you want to see a real good Oxiana. <laughs> <laughs> West Virginia actually is is a gorgeous state. I mean, I grew up in eastern Ohio, and so you'd, you'd, you'd wind up in West Virginia a lot. Hey, mom, you hear that? West Virginia is a gorgeous state. <laughs> oh, yeah. West Virginia is beautiful. It's like everywhere else in the South. It's, you know, it's it's got places in it that are beautiful. And then it's got places in it that people make ugly. <laughs> well, first of all, you said other places in the South. West like Virginia. Alabama, motherfucking Bama. <laughs> West Virginia definitely is not the South. Yes, it is. It's south of the Mason-Dixon line. It's Anything south of the Mason-Dixon yeah. is the South. Yes, Adam is correct. Fair enough. No, I didn't know it was south of the Mason Dixon. That makes it actually sense runs now. right across the top of West Virginia. It's like does the little oh, okay. border of West Virginia. Interesting. What, yeah, it makes what, sense. Are we in it's, geology? You know, it's, it's a geography. Geography. <laughs> geology. <laughs> Whatever. Rock Rocks. And roll, Rocks. Baby. <laughs> Whatever. It's all about. It's all about 1987. Dude, 87. Which is I listened to. I listened to Appetite for Destruction yesterday. Best album. I forgot what a damn solid album that was. That's yeah. the only yeah, album. That's the only album they standards. had. I would agree with that. I, I don't like. I really don't like anything else by them. Um, but you know, bands. Pearl Jam was the same way, right? When Ten came out, good God, dude, that was, was a phenomenal yes. album. And then everything after that, I just didn't get into. And I think it's because a lot of bands. You know, you spent your whole life writing that first album, exactly. you know, that, that first that first major label album, right? You yeah. you've spent your whole life getting to that point, and then after that, you you start to get influenced. A lot of bands. I mean, I'm not going to say that a lot of bands haven't like their sophomore album wasn't better than their you know first one, but typically, what I notice a lot of bands is that first one is just incredible, and then after that, it's like well, meh. Dude, so. you can you you can only be angry at the world for so long. How can you be angry when you got millions of dollars? <laughs> right? That's like uh, I was just reading an article about Metallica because they they've got this new whiskey out called Blackened. Of course, and apparently part of the pro- part of the process is that they play Metallica in the uh, the cask rooms when they're when they're you of know aging they it. Do. Right. Yeah. And it's supposed to taste different. Dude, this dude went into the science of it and and how it supposedly works and all this stuff. Right. It was ridiculous. But what kills me about it is that, you know, you got James Hetfield, who is they're they're canceling 
were canceling big festivals because of his addiction issues. And I'm not making fun of that. That's, that's very serious. And in that industry, especially, we've lost a lot of really great artists because you have addiction issues and everyone just turns their heads to it, right? Because they're a cash cow. I mean, Metallica was a fucking cash cow. If he wanted to drink until his liver fucking have came out of his dick. Have at it. Right. Nobody's going to stop him. But it just seems fucked up that you're going to get behind a, a liquor. Well, just because I can't drink doesn't mean you shouldn't and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, okay. I get Dan, that. Dan, it's okay because they put drink responsibly on the <laughs> Oh, they've got a disclaimer on there. That makes God, everything yeah. okay. That, that makes everything okay. Right. So I, just, I don't know. I mean, more power to him, whatever. It, it is what it is. But it kind of goes along the, the same lines of KISS. You know, those motherfuckers would put their name on a butt plug if it made them money. And <laughs> I'm okay with that. If if you're if you if that's what you say you you are, then I'm okay with it. The reason I don't like Metallica is because Cliff was the one that ran the band. He was anti-poser. Oh, yeah. Once he died, they're like, sell out, and that's and then let's do <laughs> oh, that's and that's what you know. It's funny you mentioned that. That's what started my rabbit hole. Is that I something popped up and it was anesthesia pulling teeth great 1983 and it was and it reminded me of just how fucking incredible cliff burton was as a bass player oh he's an awesome and i'm sitting there watching that of course that you know how fucking youtube rabbit holes start next thing you know you start watching metallica and two hours later you're uh you're watching videos on how to talk to giraffes. So this is know? just this is a question I have, and I think probably Dan maybe the only one can answer. Not even really answer, but I watched this whole three part series on Maiden, and I had <laughs> I had no idea. And I love Maiden, dude, since like the '80s. Okay, Adam, since the when? 80s. Since when? Since Rich? That's right, right, the '80s, bro. However. Dude, they've had so many band members. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. I had no they've idea. Had a, Dude, they had so many. It's ridiculous. Oh, they've been around. Yeah, I, I can't remember. They've been around since the 75. Yeah, I was going to say mid, early to mid 70s. Um, you know, Paul Diano was their initial singer, original singer. They had a different drummer. They've had several guitar players. Really, about the only, the only member that's been there since day one has been Steve Harris, uh, the bass player. That's, it's been his band since the, you know, since kind of the beginning. Um, but they, yeah, they brought in they guys got, from Urchin and all kinds of stuff. They got rid of people because they couldn't play technically with Steve. Mm-hmm. He's Steve Harris is the reason I started playing bass. I grew up on Maiden. I don't remember who introduced me to him, but it was, you know, all the pomp circumstance and, and, and of course the music. But I remember watching Steve Harris play live and I'm like, how do his fingers do that? I don't, I don't understand. That's incredible. And um, his, uh, his triplets is what really got me. And I play triplets, but I actually use three fingers to do it, which is not how you're supposed to, but it's how I do it. Cause I can't make my, I can't make two fingers move that goddamn fast. I just can't. That's yeah. I've heard that. Said. <laughs> you know, I've been gone. Well, I've, I've, I've been, been hanging out. I've been gone Good. for a while, but I want to bring something up that Adam told me to check out. Uh-huh. It was the podcast, the Joe Rogan podcast with uh, Elon Musk talking about Neuralinks. Mm-hmm. Dude, we're all getting Neuralinks. It's coming. It's going to happen. I'm, it's going to change everything. I'm down. I'm I'd down. Do I'd do it. I'd do it. <laughs> put the port. Dude, the Neuralink could like, right completely back 
they could fix Rich's vision. Fuck yeah. Instantly, as soon as they put it in. Yeah, that's... Um, it's insane. I think it's going to happen. You know, I've been a sci-fi head for as long as I can remember. And if you look at a lot of technology that we have today, it came from science fiction. It came from someone's imagination. You know, I remember watching the Star Trek, we'll call it the Star Trek reboot in the 90s. That's kind of really popular with, you know, Picard and all that. And someone would hand him the little plexiglass, you know, we'll call it a tablet. He'd hand yep. him a little plexiglass and he'd tap on it and swipe on it a couple of times and hand it back and, you know, whatever. Some nerd somewhere saw that and was like, yes, we need that and made it fucking real. And I mean, that, that goes back all the way to Jules Verne and submarines and flying ships and things like that, right? So you get into the cyberpunk kind of genre where you do modifications, body modifications and things like that and, and neural modifications. It's only a matter of time. We may or may not see it in our lifetime. Dude, there's starting trials in a year. Human trials in a year. I mean, what I think is funny is that people see like old sci-fi movies and they're like, dude, they predicted the future. And I'm like, no, someone saw that and then made it happen. Right. Yeah. It wasn't, it's not a prediction. It's more of a, of a, um, self-fulfilling prophecy (laughs) (laughs) helping. Yeah. Kind of helping people along the, the, the way, the path, right? Like I said, some, some nerd like me watched it but was smarter than me and had the ability to, you know, to do that. I I don't know if I agree with that. There's futurists that work that have futurists from MIT and they're, they're brought onto movie sets all the time to say, okay, what is the future going to look like in 2020, you know, in 2200, Mm -hmm. they, they predict a lot of this shit. It's probably a 50, 50, you know, there is, um, God, I'm trying to remember where I read this. Is there though, Doug? That's yes, another podcast. Her. There's another uh, podcast for that. There's a uh, department at MIT where they take a look at the technology that's existing now and they try to figure out what it's going to look like 30 or 40 years from now. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think Rich just said that. He said futurists from MIT. Yeah, and he's not full of shit. I'm trying to back him up. Thank oh, he you, is Doug. full of shit. He is full of shit, but he he's full of shit, it. but he's he's right sometimes. Right? Was it even a broke clock? That's right. <laughs> Tell the time sometimes. Or whatever that saying is, but I get what you're saying. Go ahead. <laughs> that, was that was pre-80s. That was 50s. <laughs> it's it's yeah. all, even a broken clock is on point sometimes. Yeah, I'm right. pretty sure that's, that's the saying. <laughs> Trademark. Rich Johnson. I fucking, I fucking hate Adam. Go ahead. Yeah, I told you. See? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so can we like, uh, we've gone like 10 minutes and haven't uh, talked shit about West Virginia again. So can we just do that again? <laughs> <laughs> what about, what about double wides? I mean, oh God. Can we talk Dude, about double that's wides? everywhere though. That's Virginia, Alabama, oh, that's, that's Colorado. Uh, <laughs> we don't, we don't have a lot here. Yeah, I told you. I would live yeah. there. There are some damn nice double wides. I mean, if you want to, if you really want to get into it, I've seen some pretty oh, slick yeah. modular homes, man. I, I'm living in a fucking 800 square foot apartment, so I'm not going to talk shit about anyone's living situation. <laughs> I, I can talk shit because I'm privileged and white. I just want to say, I'm, 
and I'm paying two thousand dollars a month to fucking do it. That's so, right. Wait, wait <laughs> a second. Did you, That's yeah, what I'm saying. Uh, we we got to back the train up. Rich Johnson, who also calls himself Rich Johnson, is just called himself white. I'm just saying because he, he loves to tout that Mexican him. hair. <laughs> also, it's, when it suits him, it's all it's totally when it suits me, and it's a great it's a great power to have. I, I, you can't give it to just anybody. It's very hard to wield this kind of power. <laughs> So when you get when. pulled over, I bet I can guess which one you are. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so real quick, <clears throat> I was, uh, it was a couple, oh, I guess it was about a month ago, maybe. I'm driving in my truck. Uh, I have a handicap sticker because I'm like, why not? You know what I'm saying? Fuck yeah. Yeah. I Great get, parking. I get out of my truck. And I get the dirtiest fucking look from this guy. And I'm thinking, he's just jealous. You're just jealous. You wish you had good parking. I got, do I get pimp parking now? <laughs> just saying. So it's <laughs> not all negative. In your big, ridiculous truck. Jesus right. Christ. Oh, your mother must have been really positive. He was just jealous of you. That's what that was. <laughs> Maybe you parked in a handicapped spot, you got out, and you weren't visibly handicapped. Maybe that's why he gave you a mean look. I, I would say that there's... No, no, no. no. He's just jealous. He's jealous. He's jealous. He's jealous. He's jealous of the parking I'm getting. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> don't I, think all that. I'm saying is Rich did not go for a lack of hooks. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if you've ever met his mom, you would know yes that that's not the case. <laughs> Miho, I had a buddy back when I was like nineteen, about nineteen years old. He fell off a roof and uh, shredded his spine. Ugh. And we were all punks, right? You know, he was covered in tattoos. And uh, I remember I had a Firebird, and we were going somewhere, and we'd break his wheelchair down and put it in the hatch, you know. And, we drive in and we pulled into a, a handicap spot and kind of the same thing Rich was saying, right? We were getting these dirty fucking looks from people. And I just, I was smug as a motherfucker as I popped that hatch open and pulled the fucking wheelchair out. <laughs> like, yeah, look at me now, yeah, bitch. now, bitch. You know, but what was funny <clears throat> is that Jay, he, he was really funny about using handicap parking. Um, he had an old, was it a Ford Cyclone? Holy shit. That had yeah. been modified. Yeah, it was a cool oh, those things are car. fast. It was a cool fucking car. And he had the he had all the hand controls in it and everything. And uh he was more worried about the car than he was himself. So he would park out right in the sticks at the mall and shit because he didn't want people this was a classic fucking car and he didn't want people fucking it up. Um and we'd, you know, we'd wheel wheel his ass up to the fucking to the store or whatever. Um, the only time that particular time, I think it was around Christmas and we were going Christmas shopping for his girl. And he's like, dude, fuck it. <laughs> he put the thing up in my, in my car. He's like, just park right fucking there. I'm like, <laughs> all right. So, you know, the thing is, is that we've all probably done it, seen someone pop out and thought, what the fuck is their disability? I do get a little annoyed and you know, you see it when someone who, like their grandma or their, uh, their caretaker or something. And the person that is handicapped obviously is not in the vehicle. Right. You know, 
um, little 19 year old chick gets out doing cartwheels all the way up to the fucking store. Of course. And again, maybe she's got a brain injury that makes her have to cartwheel everywhere. And that's that right. Could, exactly. <laughs> that could probably be tiring over time too. Um, but yeah, you know, I try not to, I try not to judge. I was having this conversation yesterday with somebody about, we were discussing the, did you guys see the thing, the, the video of the guy at Costco and yes. total entitled fucking prick. He's like, I'm going to put you on blast on Instagram to my 3000 followers. Cause Oof, I will go no. free country and fuck you dude. in your free country folks, just public fucking service announcement. Costco is a privately owned company. They're not even publicly traded. They are a privately owned fucking company and they can tell you that you have to wear a mask. They can tell you, you have to wear fucking deer antlers and sing fucking zippity dooms. <laughs> you walk through the fucking store if that's what they want to do. So the shit of I woke up in a free country and I'm not a sheep, folks. I'm not a fucking sheep either. But I'm gonna wear the masks if they tell me to wear the masks in a store because that's a it's a private fucking place. Two masks don't fucking do anything. Really? Is that why my my all of my siblings, all but one of my siblings and my nephews, a fucking nurse practitioner, and they all wear those little surgical masks when they're at work. Why? Because they're effective, folks. Right. And those little surgical masks don't stop the fucking virus. We know that it's, it's about, it's basically about spittle, right? Have you ever been having a conversation with somebody and they spit on your arm and you're like, ah, right. Well, like, that's oh, what you're sorry. trying to fucking stop. Sorry, dude. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. sorry, man. Sorry about that. I always, if I do it, I call it out. If I spit on somebody, I'm like, Ooh, sorry about that. And I have actually reached over and wiped people's fucking arms off. Yeah. Like Dan's so done that. Dan's it. done that to me. <laughs> and it's true. He will say sorry. And I'm like, no problem, dude. I'll just wipe the shit off my face. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, me personally, uh, I, I feel like this is sharing time. The, the only thing that I don't like about the masks is the other day I fucking sneezed while I had my mask on. <laughs> and I realized that's the whole purpose of the mask is to catch such things. I know, but still, right? But when you sneeze inside your own mask and you have boogers all over your mouth area and you really can't take it off at that point in time and you have to walk around with booger face, it... Uh, it, it it feels awesome. It's totally liberating. Sure. Have you have you guys had the, the the sure. test? Anyone had the test? No, uh, where they put the swab to the back of your fucking throat through your nose. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had to have one. So, and it's awful. So, just throwing that out there to people that it looks you know. like it tingles. No, it doesn't <laughs> tingle. It, I wish it did tingle. And it you know what? Like they go at both nostrils. So they go oh, one, really? then they hit the other nostril. Yeah. So when you watch it on TV and they just do one, that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. They got to make sure it's uh, it's not in both nostrils. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. I mean, so if it's you've like, been- hey, you only had this in one nostril. Let me stick it in the other one for you. There we go. If you've yeah, ever been make- scoped by like an ENT, um, I had that done and it, it hurts more than you realize it's going to. And then it burns for like the next day. Um, and I can't imagine that those swabs I've been swabbed before, but I don't remember them having to search for fucking life in my brain when they no, do it. But yeah, they don't, they I, don't I have read high. that those are, I have read that those, they have to get back here pretty deep because of where it, 
wants to start colonizing or whatever. So that's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, no, it's pretty wicked. It's no fun. Wicked. And yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead. Just want to throw this out though. I'm going to give a shout out to the, uh, doctors, um, and medical technology has really, um, it's just come like leaps, right? Like what they did to me, like just started in like 2017. So before oh, really? that, yeah, before they did that one, you would have to have like a uh, open heart surgery almost. Oh, so that they like cath you or whatever it's called. Like, yeah. or not cath, but like they go, they they go, go in through your groin. Yeah. And then it looks, then when you're done, it looks like someone kicked you, like a, a mule kicked you in your groin. <laughs> so they went hey, in, you had a, give me one hole. Between- give me one sec, guys. I got a, someone out the door. I'll be right back. You guys can keep on talking. <laughs> For anyone who claims that this isn't live as a motherfucker, right? Yeah. Well, th- what they did is they ran a tube up in him. Tube up in him. Yeah, they ran a tube up in him with some shit that popped out of it that was like a glorified double umbrella. This is why Doug is not in the medical profession. All right, so we're going to run a tube up in you with some shit. Like an umbrella. Hold still. It's a a double umbrella. Double Double umbrella. umbrella. Yeah, both sides. So they plugged off his hole. I know some other holes that need plugging, but you know, <laughs> nobody hey. would agree to the surgery if you explained it to him like that. We're not in West Virginia. You can't plug Rich's holes. I, should, I swear to God, I should be a doctor. Here's what we're going to do. All right, we're going to get a tube. We're going to cut a little hole in your crotch. We're going to jam that shit up in there and we're going to run it all the fucking way up to your heart. Then when it gets to the end, we're going to pop this little umbrella motherfucker out and leave hey, that you know somewhere. I would respect a goddamn doctor that just came in and told me that like, oh yeah, it's going to fucking hurt. Yeah. This is going to suck balls. Right. <laughs> As opposed to, but you might you feel to some, do it. you might feel some pressure. Do the pressure. Yeah. Okay. Dick. <laughs> oh, you mean that stabbing sensation I feel? <laughs> yeah, stabbing feels just like pressure. I'm I'm OEM, man. I've still got all other than a couple of teeth. I've still got all my parts and I don't have any I don't have any aftermarket parts in here that that don't belong and I'm I am very I feel very fortunate because of that, right? Um I feel I, for people I'd take a cybernetic spine if, you know, they offered one up. I'm just saying. Holy shit, dude. I like the... uh, That's what I was teasing Rich about, especially while he's away. I was like, are you the $6 million man now, or are you like the (laughs) $565,734.68 dude? Dude. (laughs) I would imagine that's probably... I don't know that that probably hits the about half million dollar mark. I would imagine. Well, I mean, I'm just saying with everything that's happened to Rich this year. Okay, I'm uh, back. Sorry, guys. All right, go ahead. Yeah, where are we at? Where are we at? Talk to me. We're talking about you. Sweet. Yeah, we're talking about you. How much did your? How much roughly do you think your surgery ran cost wise? Just just this one surgery. Just for the hospital stay, I had to give them a thousand dollars for the night. So. My anesthesiologist, I had two cardiologists, so it's probably going to be, I don't know, 20000 
I'd think it'd be more than that. I would have thought too. I mean, I don't, I don't I, know. I, I haven't got the bills yet, so I don't really know. Uh, 10, four, 10, four. Yeah. I'd be curious to know what something like that. And you know, the thing is, is that we all know that hospitals gouge, right? I mean, fuck, they charge a couple hundred bucks for a Tylenol, blah, blah, blah. We get it. But at the same time, if you've ever worked, I, I, I never worked in a, in a hospital. I worked for the red cross and we had, you know, some protocols and stuff that we had to follow, obviously. And it could be expensive because of, you know, not waste, but the disposable nature of certain things. Sure. Um, see that, Doug? Fucking around with your dick gets you into trouble. Um, so I do think some things, like if a, if a surgery like that costs, you know, 50 grand, 150 grand, whatever, I'm actually kind of okay with that. Like, I don't want them to cut corners when they're fucking, as Doug put it, sticking shit up into my groin to get to my heart do the double umbrella or whatever the double umbrella they shove a tube up in you so in you what's in weird is like um they you know the the same anytime you go in and get any kind of work with a catheter they have a cath lab you go into so when i had my when i had my, my kidney failure i went in the same room and it basically is this big it's a really skinny table metal table and they put you on it and then there's a big like 80 inch monitor and then they put this machine over you that basically it's an x-ray machine so they can see inside as they're going with the cath up through your leg or, you know, through your, your neck or whatever. Um, it's pretty, it's so the machine, I, I can't imagine that that machine's got to be millions. I mean, it's just, it just has to be. Oh yeah. You know? So yeah, no doubt. Um, and they've got to pay for that, right? China, oh, absolutely. They got to factor in a little bit of cash to, to not only maintain it, but pay for it and, and make a profit. Right. So like I said, I, I, I do understand a lot of the cost in a, in a hospital, but. I could see having an asshole doctor that's like, yep. What we're going to do is we're going to run this tube up in you. And yep. I said in you again, we're going to run All this tube up, up in you. But what we've got to do is we've got to jam it through your dick hole to get there. We're, we're not going to give you any anesthesia because, you know, that might compromise what we're doing. So we're going to take this and jam it in your dick hole. I don't ever want to see your Pornhub fucking search history. <laughs> but don't, uh, hey, but don't worry. Ever. It's only oh, an inch in diameter. Weirdly enough, speaking of Pornhub, it's been a while back. Somebody threw the story out to me a while ago. Uh, there's this dude who he sounds like he's like uh it was one of those Eastern European uh, names where it's like Bulgaria, something else. The dude is deaf and he was suing oh, Pornhub. Subtitles. He su- yeah. He sued Pornhub because they didn't have any fucking subtitles <laughs> on a few videos. Now, if I were Pornhub. Glug, glug, glug. Glug, yeah. glug. Glurk, glurk, glurk. And he called out the titles of two specific videos. (laughs) Um, I've got it on my phone. You can't sue Pornhub for a user not putting subtitles in their video. Yeah. And if I was Pornhub, I mean, because Pornhub has money, they've literally put shit in space because they wanted to. Uh, If I was Pornhub, I would go and have a giant two foot black dildo that made and then have the Pornhub logo on the side of it. And I would sue that motherfucker 
uh, not sue that motherfucker. I would fight that fucking lawsuit. And the only settlement I would offer is that two foot black dick. So you can go fuck yourself with it. That's, that's all I'm saying. You've put a lot of thought uh, into this, Doug. That, yeah, that's yes, really I have. The amount of thought. This is, yeah. <laughs> Made of FDA-grade silicone. Uh, I haven't really thought about this or anything, but anyway. Um, just off the cuff. Just off uh, the cuff. No, <laughs> I, I, inch, uh, I, have often, I have often thought that the ultimate weapon, if you wanted to defend yourself or just run around and be a giant dick, would be... A two to three foot long, big black dildo with a samurai sword handle attached, so you can just <laughs> run around. The Saints Row Three beat motherfucker. They, they did that. No shit. Saints Row Three has a, a weapon called the Penetrator. It's a giant. It's like three foot purple dildo with a fucking handle on it. Fuck yes! Jeez, I have been right. saying this shit for twenty fucking years because if you beat somebody down. With that particular weapon, <laughs> they would have to walk somewhere and tell someone that somebody beat them up with a big black dick. That's with all a giant I'm saying. Dildo, right? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so I, I shouldn't have any more to... interruptions. So where are we at? What are we talking about uh, here? Okay. Get a little. Did you kill him? No, I, I'm getting my sprinklers fixed. I've got people knocking on my door. Sprinklers. He has, Who he has can sprinklers. it be knocking at my door? Hey, Dan, did you see the Stay penetrator pick that I the, sent? No, I mean, hold on. The penetrator. Thank God that this is a uh, this is a podcast and not a. Oh yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. When you hit people with it, it like does this. It like flops. Well, it's that's not. Even it's better. not solid. At least now we know the uh, the title for this episode. The, the penetrator. penetrator. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let me ask, uh, uh, what have you guys been doing during the episodes? Corona? Corona. Do what? what have you guys been up to? Like, what do you, you're breaking you up. I'm breaking up still. Yep, your max headroom again. God damn it. No, that came through. Yeah, that came through. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay. Can you, can, does this sound better? Oh, I'm at a hundred hey. CPU usage. Mm. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we got to get you. We got to get you a new PC. Yep. Yeah, you got to upgrade from the Apple too. I can. Yeah, I, gotta, <laughs> I, gotta can I can come the down there tomorrow, Dan. <laughs> I can come over there tomorrow. Uh, sh- should be around. Let me make sure that it's. Uh, I'll have to make sure it's reset and all that. But yeah, that should work. I'm just saying, like, what has everyone been doing during quarantine? Because we've been at home for a couple months now. Dude, my my routine honestly hasn't changed much, but I've always been kind of an introverted stay-at-home person. Um, I think the only thing – I haven't been going to Costco as much just because it's been nuts there and it's crowded and I just don't like dealing with it. So I've been going to like the little Safeway or something around the corner. Um, been out on – I do go out on the bike. Um still quite a bit. If this was winter, I'd probably be playing fucking video games, right? Um, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, that's the weird thing is that I'm not a big... I've got some friends that are extroverts, right? And and just 
live for going out to the bars and hanging out with people and whatever. And they're dying. You know, they're some of the biggest proponents of open the States back up. They're not in Colorado, but you know, open the States back up and all that. So I think for extroverts, it's fucking killing people. The only thing that, that bugs me is that it would be nice to like go out on a normal date or, or, you know, go have dinner or something somewhere. That's really about the only thing that it's not that my routine has changed. It's just the things that I have to do, like go to the store and shit like that, or I need to go back to the dentist, you know, and things like that are, there's an extra added layer of bullshit involved with it. But I mean, as far as my routine, I don't, I don't, I don't know that it's changed much. Kind of just doing what I do. Okay. Yeah. Same here. I've been working on music and playing video games a shitload. Oh, you do music? Really? Oh, do, oh, do you oh, ride? Do you, <laughs> I was shocked that that didn't have that, that that come out. What about you? I know one kind of music he doesn't fucking do: oh, intro yeah. or outro yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not bitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we have crickets, right? Yeah, we got crickets. Come on, give me some fucking crickets. Out of Hell yeah, we pay extra for that, and I'm okay with it. Perfectly okay with it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think the world's just a little bit different than it was before. I don't think it's going to go back for a long time. No, but I think it will. People, first of all, people are fucking stupid, and and they forget <laughs> very easily. Yeah. Um, you know, no arguments. Again, I've I've always had not always, but I mean the majority. Well, actually, I've always had like ear, nose, and throat problems. I've had sinus infections since I was a baby and shit. Um, and in the last. 20 years I've developed bronchitis and potentially COPD. So sinus infections and things like that copped sinus infections and stuff, kick my ass. So I, I, I'm always careful to wash my hands and stuff like that. But Dan, you're ruining your immune system. When you do that, shut the fuck up. Um, people, it, it will go back to normal, but yeah, I, I would say somewhere within three to five years, people will kind of forget that this shit happened. You know, yeah, that's what I'm uh, thinking. Five years. That's what, exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. I, I, I you know, I, we'll see. I, a couple things that one, one thing that I would like to see, or that I'm hoping that this, um, uh, kind of makes a new norm are the masks. And what I mean by that is not that you have to wear it every time you go to Costco or whatever, but I was reading like in Japan, if you are sick and you go out without a mask, it's considered rude. It's considered rude and socially irresponsible. And we've all been somewhere like, you know, working in an office where you've got that guy in the corner just hacking and you go in there pale and you know, like bleeding out of their eyeballs. And you're, hey, man, um, you know, do you do you, do you make my, want to go home? Oh, no, man, I'm fine. Blech, blech, you know? China, specifically uh, China, has a mask culture, so they're not – Right. It's not so foreign to them to wear a mask because they've had so many pandemics already. Yep. Well, I mean, um, my God, history. when you're that overcrowded, you know, it's, it's bound to happen. And I don't think that it's a bad thing. Again, I'm not, I, I'm not saying that we all need to run around with masks on all the time. But if you are sick, if you're not feeling well, you it should be socially acceptable to throw a mask on and people not look at you weird or, or you know, talk shit. Like that was something I was discussing again, the masks with somebody. And I said, you know, I choose to wear them when I go out into um, uh, public, right? And 
the thing is, is that you're, you're going to, you have a 50, 50 to take shit from somebody, regardless of which direction you go in. If you don't wear the mask, you take the dirty fucking looks from the, you know, Karens that think that everyone should still be buried under their house right now, scared shitless. And if you do wear a mask, you get some fucking redneck, you know, were you fucking sheep? I was born in a free country. Man, where are they yes. from? Probably the West Virginia, if I had to guess. That's <laughs> where most ignorant rednecks appear to be from. Statistically speaking, this is a scientific fact that I just came up with in my own fucking head because I can do that. Because yeah, fuck Alabama's fact, second. Fuck, fuck fact, fuck science, fuck doctors. Your opinion and your you know narrative is what really my, matters. My favorite thing about the whole Costco can't keep me out if blah, blah, blah. As those are the same people that want to shoot everyone that steps in their house. Oh, and not only that, they're the same ones that I promise you dollars to donuts that were right there supporting the shop owners that didn't want to make cakes for the gay weddings. Yep. Right? Yep. They shouldn't have to. They're a private company and they should be able to refuse service well, to anybody. They've turned around and they've made a disease political. Oh my god! And, and and that's 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 what a lot of people just don't get. And you know, it it, it depends on what tribe you're in and whose hat you're wearing. What your opinion is taken at it. If, you know, if if I'm wearing my tribe's hat, my tribe is like, oh, that ain't political. That's just he's just telling the truth. But ever, you know, it's like. I could wear a Make America Great Again hat, and anything that I say that comes out of my mouth is political. I can have a Bernie or Bust hat on, and anything that I say that comes out of my mouth is automatically taken as political. But we've got the uh, you you know, and the, the the there's extreme groups on either side, but right now it seems like the pro second amendment walker down the street with your AR 15 slung on your back crowd is the one right now who's staging a lot of these protests and because they've done it in Michigan. Uh, you know, Hey, shockingly enough, they've done this primarily in blue States shocker, but you know, it's, it's, it's all just a load of crap. It's all a big hand job and it's all to get uh, the trolls who are happen to be on your side saying the same kind of crap, you well, know, I can and- tell you that like my dad, I just, I talked to him a couple of days ago, <clears throat> big Trump supporter. His, we started talking. He's like, it's amazing to me how there are governors out there that just don't want to ever open their state and they just want to have everyone unemployed. And I'm like, why would they want to do that? What? That, that doesn't even make sense. He's like, no, the Michigan governor doesn't want anyone ever to go back to work. I'm like, so just she wants a whole state of unemployment. Like, so he seriously? wants no tax money ever. Right. I mean, it's just ridiculous, dude. I mean, it's it's asinine. It's not even well, reality. Their argument is that, and I and I do see the roots, not the roots of it. There's a, a, a shading of it and socialism, right? And there are a lot of, there are a lot of people that believe that there are there are some very s- strange groups in the U.S. that would love to see us go socialist because anytime you go to socialist, communist, anything where the government is in control of everything or all of your essential services, right, 
that transmits or that, that translates to power to the government officials. So again, I don't think I do believe that a lot of political, uh, fuck, I ain't going to try to say that word. The politics. <laughs> you fucked we'll up go, the last time too. I know I did. I can't do My brain just won't do it, man. So we'll, we'll go, um, we'll go. Maybe if you next. were from, from West Virginia, you could say it, but with a Southern accent. But with a Southern accent. I'll go Jim and Nick's and I'll call it politicking. Picnicking and politicking. Um, the the politics definitely are getting ramped up because we're in an election year. You, you, you'll never convince me of that, you know, otherwise. Um, but I think that, again, and I've, I've said this from the beginning, I don't believe that this is a pandemic. My God, if you watch that video, um, I don't believe it was a pandemic, right? But I do believe the owners of this country are paying very close attention. And I, I'm curious to see, I, I would be curious to know if these these governors are curious to see just how long they can string this out uh, and, and how willing people are to suckle on the teat of government. Right. But to, to Adam's point, right. The tax money, that money has to come from somewhere. Right. And again, your, your blue collar workers are going to bear the brunt of a lot of that. I, I'm, you know, everyone's louding Trump right now in Congress, even for all this money they keep pumping out. Well, we'll see how people feel in three to five years when there's huge tax hikes to fucking replenish that money that went out. Right. Um, and as you know, the, the gun toting, everyone, I think it's pretty clear. I'm a, a second amendment lover. Right. Um, yeah, but you don't walk down the street. No, no well, you're not from West Virginia. If I was from West Virginia, I probably would. Um, but you know, the other day, or maybe it was even this morning, I, I was reading an article about that. It was there. I think it was in the UK. They they're having they're, the UK is starting to do that kind of stuff. People are stepping up, wanting you know, hey, reopen shit. And it it seems ridiculous, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad to see it, right? Because it's a, it's a good reminder to the government that there is a very large chunk of us out here that will not tolerate shenanigans like thinking that you're going to, you know, just shit all over the constitution or, or people's basic human rights because Europe doesn't, or, you know, uh, Great Britain doesn't necessarily have a constitution like we do. Um, so, right. So you're, you, you are adorable. You're adorable with your rights. Matter of fact, the guy that you quote all the motherfucking time, George motherfucking Carlin says your rights are an illusion. Yeah, they they're vanish. Uh, right, they're not rights because they can be taken away, right? Yeah, the 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 Patriot Act was uh, was, was clue a joke. number Oof. one. Yeah, don't get me to, started on to, that. One. To okay. your rights are an illusion. But so, they like calling it the Patriot Act, you know, much like um Hitler if you're against to the, fucking the call it America. National they didn't want to call it the Big Brother State Bill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, just, just well, like I know. Just like I always say, imagine now, Adam, you weren't even born yet, but do you remember to the Gen Xers on this show when Big Brother was like, everyone was scared to death of Big Brother? Like it was on the news, like Big Brother's going to watch her talking about putting cameras up and everyone's like, fuck that. But once cell phones get developed and dude, we gave up our freedom a long time ago once smartphones came out. Sure. Oh, convenience. Yeah. The minute that you, the minute that you can buy people's freedoms and you can buy their, um, you, you can buy that from them with convenience. 
right? And you're and you're absolutely right. Dude, they they made us immune to that. It. It's it's not convenience. As soon as fucking Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and everything else became mainstream, people willingly gave away their privacy because we're sort of inherently social animals. And there's a lot of people out there who they not they want to know what everybody else is doing and everybody's putting their best life forward. Sure. You know, if you if you would have said in the 90s that there's going to be a government program that did everything that Facebook does, they're going to monitor what you eat because, hey, you're taking pictures of it. They're going to monitor everywhere you are, who you're hanging out with. Everybody would have started screaming about that uh, 1984 novel. Oh, my God, they can't do this to us. And as soon as they put it out to where, you know, uh, made a platform where people could share that shit, they overshare motherfucking everything. So fun fact, um, that happened as recently as 2004. There was a DARPA program called LifeLog and... That's exactly what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to to monitor everything. Now, the supposed goal of it was just to find trends, you know, data mining, crunching, whatever, big data. Um, a lot of your civil uh, liberty groups fucking lost their minds over it. Um, it shut down in like January of 2004. And in February of 2004, guess what launched? Facebook. So well, if I mean, you, you had MySpace before that, and right. people were right. posting shit on each other's walls. But Facebook, dude, MySpace was not the level of data mine, though. Oh no, no, right. no. that's the difference. It was that it's that back end. MySpace didn't have the back end. He threw that out there, and people are like, "Look, I have glittery backgrounds." Right, Facebook changed the game. It, it, yeah, Facebook's changed. like, yeah. "What's your legal name? Where are you at? What are you doing?" If yeah, MySpace did have a, a, a level of anonymity in, in that sense, right? You could call yourself, you know, Big D Wiener, and it would, you know, definitely let it happen. Um, but, you know, so for instance, running <laughs> That's your new ads, nickname. Big D Wiener, <laughs> running ads both for Beard and Wind <laughs> and for this podcast, um, I, I researched some of the algorithms behind Instagram and, and Facebook. And I know Adam has done the same. He, he had, he had shared some information recently that kind of blew my mind too. the level of targeting and ad placement and data mining. The algorithm behind it is fucking incredible, right? Um, if you're scrolling through your timeline and there's a video playing, right? Facebook tracks the percentage of the video that you watched. And if you watch a certain amount of the video, they'll send more. you more shit sure. just like that. Yeah, so That's how even, you target your ads. Not even, you don't even have to click on something. If they know that something caught your attention for 10 seconds, then they target all of your ads to that. And, and people, you know, some people won't understand the significance of that, but it's, it's fucking phenomenal. So I, I am a firm believer that the government, the U.S. government, if not world governments have got their hands so far up Zuckerberg's ass. Of course they do. Of you know, course. And, it's, and it's one of the reasons, think about all the things that he's able to get done and I'm sure laws and rules that he can bypass. And I'm sure it's all black ops, right? I, th- I think that whole Congress hearing thing 
<clears throat> again, the, like you said, I quote Carlin a lot and the people who own this country, the owners of this country are sitting back just grinning while Congress, people are like, but look, Congress investigated them. Congress sure is a fucking did. joke. Congress is a fucking joke. They, they were too have... old to make a solid point. They, oh they didn't my... know the technology. Ah. They didn't know anything about Facebook. And what better if you're, you know, conspiracy theorists will agree, understand where I'm going with this. What better way to kind of exonerate or hide yourself than to let something like that just happen? And what I mean by that is when you see how inept and ridiculous that whole fucking investigation was, people say, well, obviously Facebook isn't doing anything wrong because look at how fucking stupid this was. You let the nut job run around town screaming about the aliens so that everyone says, well, I don't want to look like that. So I'm not going to believe in all this dumb shit, right? It's always, that's that's been the case for a long, long time. That's Alex and Jones. I'm telling you, that's Alex Jones. Hey, like, I mean, Alex, I mean, Alex Jones says things that Elon Musk agrees with, but then he goes off on these weird tangents. So no one wants, you know, then everyone, you know, I don't think he's as crazy as everyone thinks. And he's full of shit as everyone thinks he is either. I think that he's got some, I, 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 I think he is full of shit and I think he is crazy. And I think, but occasionally like a stopped clock, he's right twice a day. There we go with that again. We keep coming back to that. I don't know. Yeah, why. but he did the right version of it. Is it? Oh, yeah. Fair enough. No, he's not from West Virginia. The <laughs> and I have to make one point real West quick Virginia. that that you know my dad's a big big guy as far as like oh people taking advantage of the system. I don't want to be a socialist country, but take uh, take my dad's social security away from him, and he would shit. You know what I mean? That's a socialist program. Oh, it's been out forever. Oh, right? oh yeah. They, oh they my like god. It when yeah. it, when and it suits people, you, but they don't like it when it when it's new. It's so. called social security, right? right? Yeah. And we're we're a socialist democracy, and and I'm I'm okay with that, and I'm I'm happy that we have programs like that that can help the underprivileged and the poor and people like oh they should just let their families do it. Well, some of these motherfuckers don't have families, guys. And they work their asses off for a long, long time. And they, you know, I, I don't rely on it because a lot of talk about futurists, a lot of predictions are that it's going to be completely bankrupt by the time I'm old enough to, to get it. So I do 401ks and I've, I've got separate investments and things like that. Why don't we just like if it becomes empty, the fund. Here's that why don't we just Look at the cheeks. <laughs> Here it comes. Hang on, hang on. Let me finish. All right. That's why don't we just said. print more money? And put it into the bucket. Yeah, just print more money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why don't we? Do, I mean, what? what Honestly, you know? that makes the value of the dollar go up. Way, you have more, <laughs> way up. Because you have more, so it's worth more. The problem more of it. The problem, yeah. baby boomers yeah. are retiring at such a fast rate comparatively to all the other generations, right? The baby boomers are retiring. I, I mean, I think... I don't even know what the stat is. Can someone look that up? Do we have a Do we have a person in our production area that can look that up for us? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be Jamie. Hang on, we'll call him Steve. Steve, Steve, could you uh, could you look that up? Well, not only that, but I just read uh, I read the other day that birth rate in the United States is down. I want to say it said like thirty eight percent or something like that. So like, you're not replenishing the people that are supposed to be paying in while you're drawing out, right? And it's going to get lopsided. There's nothing you can do about that, right? Have a kid, um, Dan. 
but yeah, fuck you. But so it, it, but you're right. I mean, my folks are Trump supporters and, you know, in the, in kind of in the same vein, but you're right. Then social security takes a, a nice kick to the balls and then they're, they're kind of stuck with, you know, decisions that are made and it's like, it is what it is. And again, I'm not supporting or, or, you know, not supporting either, either side. I, I, I think that it's again, to quote Carlin, they, they are all part of the same fucking group. Their kids all went to the same colleges. They all go to the same, uh, you know, yacht clubs and shit. The, the pomp and circumstance and, and all that is, to get the market, to get the demographic, right? You've got you've got the the poor demographic that thinks that Democrats are out to look, for, you know, there to look out for them, and then you've got the the folks that want that think Republicans are out, you know, looking out for them. And I don't think that either group is looking out for anybody, I've, except for themselves, right? They're just looking for each you're, other. It's like it, it, right. it, it's like WWE. Right. It's like it's these these Hulk Hogan and fuck, I don't even remember who the bad guys were back in the day. But uh, Gawker, the Iron know, Sheik. They, <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. The Iron Sheik. The, right. You see how long camel, it's been since I've watched Crusher, hand apparently, jobber. apparently Rich watched a lot more than I did. Um, so it's the same way. Right. These guys are out having a beer after the match. But during the during the match, they're you know, talking shit to each other and throwing each other through tables. And then at the end of it, they go have a wait, beer and go to wait, each other's wait, wait, kids bar mitzvahs. Dan, I will say, are you, sorry, Adam. Is, are you saying wrestling is fake? Being that you are from West Virginia, I can see how you are confused about that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it's like a, uh, a national, right? It's, it's pretty much like a, a state. You state go to church. Time. Yeah. You go to church, you go fishing, you watch WWE. I mean, I get it. I can see by the look on your face you are crushed at this, but yes, it's true. Oh my uh, god! I will say this: if I, I, I will be shocked <laughs> that if in the next twenty years that we don't wind up with uh, single payer health care across the entire U.S. because it's just you know you can only go so long with a service a good you know, anything else that outpaces the rate of inflation by five, six, ten times year after year <clears throat> before it becomes so expensive that nobody can afford it. Because if you take a look at all of the countries that are on the top ten list for health care, all of them have uh, universal health care in their countries. And they pay. Here, here's the fucked up part about that that you know some people may or may not be aware of per person they pay less than what we do and everyone is fucking covered when and everyone's forced to pay you pay less cuz you're not covering the fuckers who don't pay and go to the emergency room bingo well it's it's that and at the same time you you've got pharmaceutical companies that you know they're they're publicly traded companies so for their shareholders they are out to get the maximum value that they or the maximum dollar amount that they can for anything that they put out so you know you wind up with shit that's you know 
that, that it's got, you know, more than a 5,000% profit on every unit that they sell because they're out to get that money for their shareholders. And that's just, it, it's, it, it, it can't continue this way. It's totally unsustainable because eventually if you keep doing that, then no one will be able to afford it. Not even the people that have insurance, not your millionaires, not your billionaires, you you know, in the, in, if we keep going the way that we are now in the world of 2200, there will be your Elon Musk's that go to the fucking hospital and, you know, they had to stay for two weeks and now they have to file bankruptcy. I mean, you can only do that for so long. Yeah, but at the same time, right, isn't that, again, if you watch kind of the dystopian, you know, sci-fi movies, that's usually how it goes, right? Your rich are the only people that can afford healthcare and or Elysium, you know, where they can, they're the only ones that can afford to live out, not on this shitty planet, you know, et cetera. Um, so maybe that is by design to some degree. My only issue with um, universal healthcare is that if you look at like the, the, the diet and, and just sort of personal uh, habits of Americans were primarily obese, diabetes runs rampant, you know, whatever. And I do have a little bit of a problem with um, my, my tax dollars kind of, uh, encouraging that or, or basically saying, meh, you know, but I well, guess if everyone's paying it, then, you know, it right. Is, it is. At, at the same time though, uh, when is the last time that you've known anybody who was over 40 that went to the doctor, that the doctor didn't immediately tell them you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. You don't need to be doing that. You don't need to be doing that unless you want to have these bad health outcomes. Well, if you've got people that they're on a healthcare plan where they have something like that that's wrong with them, where they're going to the doctor, you know, monthly, once a quarter, twice a year, something they're going to continue to hear this stuff. And, you know, eventually there may become this turning point where it takes a turn. I mean, that's what they see in a lot of other these other countries because they they do have access to health care. Not like it, it, it's right now, if I turn around and my the, the job that I currently have provides me with health insurance, I would be terrified if something happened to where I walk in tomorrow and they say, we're making cuts and you're off the payroll at blah, blah, blah date. In this economy with the unemployment rate, what it is right now, you know, I've got a little bit of money saved up to where I could survive for a little while. But what would terrify me is if I broke my fucking dick, my brain had a heart attack, anything else. And now suddenly I've got $250,000 worth of debt. Yeah. Cause you can cobble together. I mean, I could go work. Hell I can go. I'm still capable of digging ditches. Right. I could go cobble together enough to pay my bills, but you're absolutely right. I am in the exact same boat. It's not my salary that I fear losing the most. It's healthcare because I'm, I'm 44 years old 
things are going to kind of start going wrong. You know, I, I do try to eat right. I do try to exercise a little bit. Um, it, so I'm with you on that. And I, I think back to your point of, you know, going to the doctor, I guess I'd be okay with it if, if at some point you were to tell people, okay, listen, you've been coming to me for a year and a half. I told you you needed to lose weight. I told you you needed to do this. You chose not to you know, now you have diabetes or whatever. And I think it should tear the plans a little bit. Like had you dropped your weight, you know, like rich, rich has got rich is diabetic, but he's not, you know, he's not not massively obese or whatever. It was complications from other problems that maybe he could or could not control. So to me, I'm okay paying for somebody like that. It's, it's, it's the athole, athole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say oh, asshole sloth and asshole sloth turned into asshole. So it's a new word. That's actually a town. We're yeah, both no, in Georgia. Asshole. Um, yeah, if if asshole decides to not take care of themselves, I just have a real hard time. Where are you from again? Athol. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but where are you from? Hey, fuck you too, buddy. All I did is ask where you were from. Um Trust me, I, 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 I think about that all the time because I see people that are like 500 pounds. I'm like, how are you not? I'm, I've had heart surgery, kidney failure, and I'm not even in bad shape. And you're a fucking rolling pile of shit and you're totally healthy. How does that work? <laughs> genetics are a fucking weird thing, man. God, genetics man. are a weird thing. Look at guy, you know, I remember uh, Ozzy Osbourne had his genome sequenced years ago. They were fascinated because if you look at his documented lifestyle for many, many years, right? How is this motherfucker not dead? Why is he not dead? Why is he not in the throes of liver failure? And when they, um, when they sequenced his genome, they found that his liver, um, processed alcohol or, or created a, uh, an enzyme that processed alcohol faster than average. So basically his body was way more efficient at breaking down alcohol than the average person. So, and it, and it went into a lot of scientific research to explain why one person can have a beer or two and they're shit faced drunk. And the next day they feel like hell. And then you got the guy, right. That can literally chug a bottle of uh, Jack Daniels, like chug it and is good to go the next day. And, and, you know, barely drunk, whatever. Um, so it is, it's genetics. It's how your body um, processes things. And some people are just going to break down no matter what. And I feel bad for those people because it's kind of a genetic time bomb, right? Maybe they'll get it. Maybe they won't. But yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I have no problems helping people that just kind of lost the genetic lottery. I'm not trying to go Sparta here where we, we throw babies off cliffs that aren't, you know, we don't feel are genetically right. superior. I do have some human empathy left there's not much i sure ah, fuck them chuck them <laughs> chuck them uh, i'm gonna em. play adam's role here yeah chuck just em. kill them all yeah if it that, wasn't for us saving them all they wouldn't have had weak kids and this would all would have been fixed yeah. fucking so fucked up. Just, go ahead get up to the edge of the cliff <laughs> and then we'll have a little baby sparta stand and then we'll just run up <laughs> and do stand. the kick and we'll just like, this is Sparta. No, you <laughs> After about the millionth kid, you'd be like, yeah, 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 Sparta. You know. <laughs> so I was working, uh, when I worked in a, in a data center, we had UPSs that had to be maintained, serviced, whatever. And I remember this guy came in. It was overnight. So he always did it at night. And he came in and 
he starts talking along those lines, Adam, about uh, genetics and about how um, we should basically, his exact words were, we should just kill all the retards because, right, they don't serve any purpose, et cetera, et cetera. And he was trying to give me all these books. And I mean, it's basically eugenics, right? What, fucking Mein Kampf? Yeah. <laughs> that that that's, that's what I was about to say. Hitler, you know, there was a state that did that. <laughs> they were called the Nazis. And and he was real big. And like, I, I, I was at work and I'm trying, you know, I, I did the, I've been in customer service a long time. So I'm just like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Just want to go ahead and swap those batteries out and get the fuck out of my data center. Um, it, it was, you know, it was really uncomfortable. And he's like trying to give me eBooks and shit like that to prove his point. And it's like, okay, devil's advocate, the logical side for me completely understands and agrees with that. I get it. Right. But again, the difference between us and, you know, certain like primates or bacteria is that we do have empathy and as long as we can, we try to take care of people, human beings. We, we have a certain amount of respect for the human condition and we don't just put a bullet in their fucking head when they're born with Down syndrome or something, right? Um, I've got friends that have got oh. children that are viciously autistic and I've got friends that have got tw- children with Down syndrome they love their fucking children, people. I-, I couldn't imagine. You know, one of the reasons that I didn't have children was my fear of having a child that had some sort of disability not being strong enough to deal with it. Like, I just didn't think that I would be able to deal with that. Okay. So I have a lot of respect for folks that I are just capable. didn't pull out. That, that was me. <laughs> God damn it, Doug. <laughs> what children? I didn't want to pull out. There you go. Yeah, like I said, it is definitely uh definitely one of the reasons I didn't have I didn't have kids. It's just I didn't know that I yeah, I mean I don't know if I can handle them in general, but I especially um better uh definitely wouldn't have been able to do it if they had some sort of um uh, disability like that, right? So the idea of like I said, I think it's what makes us uh, a little, of course, then you see primates that are sometimes more, you know, empathetic than human beings too. So it kind of goes both ways, I guess. Human beings are, can be freaking terrible, terrible. I think the problem with, uh, the theory that we should just kill stupid people is like someone has to decide who's stupid. Well, when everyone has a neural link, no one will be stupid. So right. how do you, how do you, how do you put that in a box? You can fix all that. And that'll create, that will actually create dilemmas in that if you can, like immortality, right? And again, back to sci-fi, if you could, if you could market immortality and you can make somebody immortal, right? Um, one, who can afford it? Who can't? Two, at what point you have to start to call the fucking herd, right? You, you, yeah, you uh, that's populate. called the Netflix show Altered Carbon. Yeah, I mean, altered carbon is a is perfect. Um, and, and you know, I don't remember if they they never really um, they never really address or haven't addressed that in the show yet, as to you know who can and can't versus um, what you do when a when a group has. But at the same time, you could argue, okay, well, if I've been alive for five hundred years and I've got all this knowledge, 
right? I can, we can do space exploration, we can colonize other planets, etc. And just, I would also like to point out that um, Altered Carbon season one was phenomenal, absolutely fantastic sci-fi. Um, season two is just terrible. It's yeah, just, I'm not an Anthony Mackie fan. First of all, I don't, I don't think he's a good actor. Um, I, I, I don't think it was so much that it's, you know, the, because you had a, a variety of people playing Takeshi Kovach mm-hmm. and much like uh, when house was on the air and everybody was telling, um, I can't remember the guy that play, Hugh Laurie. Uh, everybody was telling him that he's a brilliant actor and he was like, you know, calling me a brilliant actor, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good, but the script was such sure. that, you know, calling me a great actor, that's like dropping a book and being surprised that it hit the floor. Um, the, I think the thing was b- the difference between season one and season two of altered carbon was writing and money. And I think there was m- better writing and more money for the first season than there was the second season. That's yeah, just the way writing, I feel about it personally. The writing is, the writing is janky. You know, I, I bring that, um, I bring up uh, Hayden Christensen. Is that his name? That played uh, Anakin in the Star Wars prequels. He was fucking awful. Like I, I sat there watching these going, has, does no one else see how terrible he is? And then I actually caught a movie one day with him in it. I don't, I don't remember the premise. I think like his dad died. I remember part of the movie was they were building a house and he was younger and his acting was actually pretty damn good. Like I didn't hate him. And then you realize just to Doug's point that it was the script and the writing and, you know, he's trying to act and you've got someone going, yeah, if you could, if you could say it more like a soulless robot and a piece of cardboard, that'd be great. You know, and he's thinking, well, fuck, I got to get paid, man. I, this is my job. I got to do what they tell me to do. Um, what's her name from the Twilight movies? She did a... She was oh, Kristen, Kristen Dunst. Stewart. Or, or no, Kristen not Stewart. Dunst. Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. And she, another one. I, she was just awful in those movies. And then I saw her in some little independent film. Again, I don't remember. They're there in a trailer park and she kind of like hooks up with this guy or whatever. And she was actually really good. And so it, again, it makes you realize it's like, now how was it that in this little B movie, she was good. And then you got this major blockbuster, you know, and she's just awful. Um, and <laughs> I've seen her in a few things since then. She's not terrible. <laughs> The director's like, can you just be emotionless and cunty the entire time? <laughs> and you got to wonder if like... And throw in some broody in there. <laughs> you got to have some broody. And, and you got to wonder if like sarcastically, like they're like, you know, they do something stupid and sarcastic to be an asshole. And the director's like, my God, that's perfect. perfect. And they think to themselves, I'm in hell. And then they get that paycheck and they're like, yeah, I'm in hell. <laughs> there are people... On there are people like in any creative industry, there are people that are paid to do nothing and they have to justify their paycheck by changing something. So if it's already (laughs) perfect, they have to go, nah, nah, you got to do fucking turn the snare down, fucking seven decibels, it'd be perfect. You you just, 
you can take that and you can apply that in so many places. <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. It, it, it's usually called middle management. <laughs> <laughs> because like person A up at the top has a beef with person B who is in the middle. And even though he may be doing his job or her job very efficiently, they fire that motherfucker because they don't like something about him. And then they hire new schmuck. And new, when they hire new schmuck, the last thing that new schmuck can come in and say is, everything that this other guy was doing is right. I'm going to follow that model. Because they won't last long either. Yeah, I think that's... Um like you said, I think that can be applied to a lot of lot of places and a lot of things. So, no, no, no. The last way was terrible because if I don't say that, they're gonna fire me. <laughs> and then there's that too. Going going back to that, this is going to I'm gonna tee off a little bit. But how long has auto tuners been used? Like in in concerts, like how when did when did auto tune like to auto? Is, is that something that actually takes your voice? And makes it in it's, tune. It's supposed to, yeah. The, the way auto tune works is it's supposed to be able to pull up things like from a quarter pitch, half pitch, full pitch, whatever. But like anything else, you can go, you can, you can change that dial. And wasn't it? Was it Lil Wayne? T Pain. T Pain. Yeah, initially did it, and what he basically and share and God knows how many yeah, other he people. Put it, he put it on but a setting that. Set it so it sounded not human. Right. He 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 set it to where the 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 computer was trying to do things with it that you know just wasn't it 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 wasn't trying to set it somewhere subtle. Auto tune has been around for quite a while since the digital. I mean, since music went digital, and artists have been using it for a long time, and you just never knew because it was used. Cor- we'll call it correctly or very subtly. Um, like I remember recording with a band one time in the, in the realm of autotune, we never used autotune, but, um, uh, drum triggers, right? So the guy put mics on all of my drummers, uh, kit. And he's like, he kept telling him to just hit the snare, hit the snare, hit the snare. What he was doing is he was looking for a way, a certain waveform, right? And once he got that waveform and that crack of the snare that he just thought was perfect, he copied that, put it into the machine into the computer and then was able to go in and overwrite all of my drummer snare hits with that same, that same waveform. And what that did How to make a rock song sound like a rap song. (laughs) Yeah. Make it sound as sterile as humanly possible. Right. Every single snare is exactly the fucking same. (laughs) Right. And that's, and that's, if you listen to music now, if you listen to the drums, I think the drums is the easiest place to hear it. Every kick, every snare, every Tom, sounds exactly the same as the the other verse and the other chorus it sounds identical and uh rick rick beato uh it's spelled it looks like beato b-e-a-t-o the guy is a fucking genius i love watching him and he talks about it's quantizing and that's what it is it's where it puts everything into time makes everything sound exactly the same and you go back and listen to like old zeppelin tunes prior to auto-tune and before quantizing and all that and the drums drift a little bit. They get a little faster. They get a little slower. The snare is a little harder on certain parts where the drummer was excited as he was playing. 
And that's what gave music its feel, right? And you had to be a decent fucking musician back then because they were using like two inch tape. And every time you had to do a take, it cost you, you know, time and and money and everything else. I remember going in and we would do a verse and a chorus music wise. And then the producer was like, okay, we're good. I was like, but we, we didn't play the whole song. And then he was just like, copy, paste, drag, 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 copy, paste, drag, drag, drag. Boom. There was the song. And it was bizarre. I mean, we, we recorded the music for certain songs because again, we do the verse and the chorus and then any bridges or breakdowns or whatever we had. And then he would compile that basically. And then we'd throw the, the vocals over it. But then, yeah, you had guys like T-Pain who did something kind of neat with it and shares, uh, uh, Turn back time, I think maybe it was. No, do you believe in life after love? That's it. Yeah, and it was used pretty cool. Like it was a neat effect at the time. Yeah. Now motherfuckers are building complete songs around it. You know, and and hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. <sighs> there we go. We could auto tune that. Put it yeah. on top of a cicada uh, hi hat and an eight oh eight. And boom, and the cicada hi-hat is actually, I stole that from Rick Beato, uh, talking about that, you know, sound in every, every song. Or as Adam, Adam pointed this out, and since he's pointed it out, like it, I, I can't, it, I can't not hear it now. But if you think about a club with, you know, 50,000 watts of sub awesomeness, you know, and you've got these 808s in a frequency just boom, like that, you've got to have something that can cut through that. So you've got these incredibly high frequency, tinny, uh, hi hats, um, boosted to the fucking roof. Um, Zero subtlety. Just as, as loud as it'll fucking <laughs> just go. As loud, like, does it go louder? I just want to make sure my favorite bands aren't using auto tuner. I'm going to have to dis. I'm going to have to just not like the, the bands that you listen to. Yeah, probably not. Cause again, most of them may have never seen a, a Motu unit or pro tools. Um, yeah. but now, actually, if you were to check out like new warrant or something like that, yes, it's very possible that they're using autotune because it just makes things faster. And the faster you can record, the cheaper it is. And that's really where a lot of that came from. It's, it's a shame. We can't do that with titties, make perfect titties everywhere. Auto titties. I like to think that titties are a lot like, um, well, I, I, I printed a shirt that said motorcycles. Boobs are like motorcycles. They're all beautiful in their own way. I think that all, That's titties, true. all titties are beautiful. <laughs> one of us wasn't breastfed. You want to get which one? <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. On that note, I got shit to do today. And quite frankly, I think we've probably offended the only person who routinely listens to us in West Virginia. So there's probably no reason to, uh, to even continue. Uh, well, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad to be back. Uh, we were somewhat glad to have you back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, the unicorn with Pegasus wings showed up and delivered rich to this fucking podcast. I told you, I told you, so you guys never have faith. Then, then all of a sudden, bam, I just surprised you. <laughs>